Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrell. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's Game Changer podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host, and I'm thrilled to be bringing Nicole Holland to you today. As we were just talking uh, pre-chat here before the show, I, I really had to just say, okay, that's it, we've got to stop, because I could tell we were going to talk for the next hour, and I never would have hit record, and so I'm, I'm diving into the middle of a sentence that we were just in, because I'm so fired up to talk to somebody who I have so much in common with, really having never met or spent any time together on mindset, on energy, on passion, on on what it takes to make it in this lifetime. So before I go crazy off the rails here about how fired up I am about her, and you're going to hear why here momentarily, let me just give you a little bit of a snippet. She is also a fellow podcaster. She hosts the Business Building Rockstars show. She also has an amazing online media presence and has all kinds of other things uh, going on in her world from a from a marketing and business perspective that really helps um, entrepreneurs uh, kill it, really, in the business world. And this is what I'm excited to talk about is I'm a firm believer that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so while we're going to talk about some business aspects, we're going to talk about how these translate to life as well and, and in one specific area that I'm really excited to talk to her about. So give us a little more information, Nicole, about not just what you're doing now, but really curious as to the steps you took in life to get to doing what you're doing right now. Holy cannoli, how long do we have? <laughs> um, thank you for that lovely introduction, Michelle. I'm super, super excited to be here. Shout out to Carrie Heaps for connecting us. Um, yeah, just love you, love your show. Um, so what I'm doing these days, it's, it's so interesting that we're talking about this because it definitely has been an evolution. Um, I'm actually in the process right now of writing a book all about, um, the, the title's still in work, but it's all about how to be a great guest on people's podcast and to grow your business that way. And that came about because I love helping people get their message out. I love helping people turn their passion into profit. I love helping people build their business like rock stars. And overall, it's really general. Um, I used to be a life coach. I mean, I'm a life coach, right? I'm a coach. Everybody that that goes through life coaching training, I guess you, you niche down, but at the end of the day, you're still a coach and I'm passionate about helping people. But what I realized was I wanted to help people in this business direction. Well, I had no idea how powerful podcasting was until I got into it. And then as I got into it, and after I've interviewed a hundred different entrepreneurs um, who are very successful between my summit and my show, I've, I've been, I've noticed some things that make somebody really stand out to where I want to support them even further. I want to help them. Nothing in it for me. I just love them up. Um, versus people who I'm like, Hey, thanks for playing. See you later. 
Um, and so I decided I was going to do actually just a free PDF about it, to be honest. And then 12 hours later into writing, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a book. So right now I'm turning that into a book and working on uh, a program that is actually going to walk people through the process in deep dive format. So this will be for people who are really already rocking their business, already bringing in six figures and want to leverage podcasts. Because a lot of people don't understand the value of getting on podcasts. Um, so that's really what I'm focusing on right now in my business. And it is so important to have a focus. The thing is we have to remember is one focus doesn't have to last forever. So this is my for now focus, but at the same time, I love helping people generally. I help, I love helping people with strategy. I love helping, helping people with social media, with all kinds of stuff, branding, mindset, what have you. Um, and so what I did was I actually realized, cause I was trying to help people in so many different ways and I wasn't really sure of my messaging other than, you know, build a business like a rock star. Uh, so I wound up creating a membership community that's actually just for me. It's fun. It's to help people with that general stuff, but without, um, having like a real deep focus. So it's getting me able to do the fun coaching part to help them with stuff I geek out on, like setting up um, landing pages and creating irresistible freebies and stuff without devoting my business to that. So that's how I balance that out. Because I think as entrepreneurs, as creative people, and as just, um, I don't know if creative people is the right word for your audience, because um, not everybody that's listening can probably identify with being an entrepreneur, but I'm betting you can, I'm betting you can identify with just not necessarily fitting in, just being a little bit different, walking to the beat of your own drum and just wanting to do things your own way and getting really frustrated and feeling stifled when somebody tries to box you in. That's that creativity piece. And it's hard to say, okay, fine, I'll settle. And it just takes the, the juice out and the fire out. And I did that for a while. I did that for a long while. I left business about 10 years ago and took a job. And that job led to another job to another job. And what I was once passionate about and got me into the job in the first place wound up being so far removed from what I was doing. And Michelle, I think you can probably relate being in public service. Um, you know, I was a correctional officer and I was dying every day, <laughs> physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And I didn't realize how bad it got until I got out of it because I was trying to fit in to, you know, that I was a square peg in a round hole, if you will, for cliche, you know, I was trying to fit in and it was literally killing me. So once I said enough and I need to live on my purpose, I got to get clear on my purpose. I need to get, know who I am, what lights me up and the gifts that I have to help and to leave a legacy and to, to change the world with. Once I got clear on that, everything started to flow. Okay. So we have now three different topics that I want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> that each could be their own show. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with, we're going to go backwards from the very first thing you said that I've already taken notes on and then go forward into what I actually thought we were going to talk about. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. So you said you're writing a book here on how to be a good guest. Great guest. All right. That'd be a great guest, a fantastic guest. So I have to, now I, I have no idea what this is actually about, but 
again, I think how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm -hmm. is what's in this book, uh, I would imagine, uh, transferable, translatable to life. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other shows on, um, you know, uh, is uh, charisma born or can it be developed? You know, how to be interesting, how to show up present. If, if you're at a cocktail party, are you the person that no one even remembered was in the room or are you the one that everybody wants to make sure that you're at the party because you're the most interesting one there? So curiosity about, about this book, give me a couple of things, uh, tips, if you will, that you're saying, Hey, to be a great guest, you need to show up with what, what is that? Mm, great question. To be a great guest, you need to show up in service and with passion and authentic, right? Like we are connecting right now because somebody else thought, you know, we might be Wait, I have good synergy. I listened to your show. I loved you. You listened to my show. You loved me. And it's like, we have to meet. That's the best kind of relationship. When people go out, whether it is to get on a show or any other interest in life, and they're only coming from a place of what's in it for me, then they miss out on so many important things about energetically what they're putting out, right? So it's, and then they wonder why they got to know or why they didn't get the job or whatever, because I'm the best candidate. I'm so qualified. I'm this, I'm that rather than taking an interest in the other party, whether that's romantically, whether that's in a career in entrepreneurship or being on a podcast, you got to be interested in the other party and you got to know you take that interest, you check them out. And if it's not a fit, don't waste their time or yours move on because there's billions of people out there. Like just be of service and take an interest in the other party and be authentic. Exactly. I, I love it. And I, and I'll tell you, and you know, you and I, after you interview so many people, not everybody, not everybody's great. In fact, not everybody's good. No. Right. Right. You know, I mean, some people, you know, really should never jump on a podcast. And I think part of that is when you're talking about radio and the only medium you have is your voice. If you're not, if you're not passionate about what you're talking about, if it doesn't really matter to you, that is just a sinking ship. And I feel that way, which was really the reason I wanted to talk with you, because I think that's, life in general. And I, I would have to imagine that the polar opposite of feeling passion was back in the days when you were a correctional officer. Like you said, it's like you're, you know, you're just watching your soul slowly die. And that's not fun to be around. It's certainly not fun to listen to as somebody who is lacking all passion. So what I wanted to actually chat with you about, which is kind of the segue here, is in your bio, it says, Nicole believes there's no right way to do anything unless it feels good to you. And I kind of put this all in that same thing is, helping people understand and really get to the bottom of what they're passionate about and really having a life they love that you're fired up for, that you can't wait to dive into the next day to see what it brings you versus the alarm clock going off and with dread, it's another day. Mm. So with that in this, you know, what feels good to you, I want give us the example for you. So back in that time when you were a correctional officer and you said, okay, this, I can't, I just can't continue to do this. And I know there's a lot of people that can relate right now to maybe they're driving to work with a knot in their stomach, listening to the show going, oh my gosh, that's me right now. How in the world can I get from where I am to where I should be, where I meant to be? So what were some of the steps that you took back in, in that little transition time to help you figure out what your calling and purpose is and what you can do with extreme authentic passion? What was that for you? 
Hmm. Great question. And, and we're going to go somewhere that I don't usually go and I definitely don't recommend, but I want to be a hundred percent honest. Um, so actually I'll answer the second question first. The way I figured it out was by getting away. Um, so I didn't have a plan. What happened was it was, uh, December 31st, 2013. I was working a shift, a night shift on New Year's Eve, um, in segregation. And it was a really bad shift. In fact, it was the worst, uh, shift I ever worked in my life. And it was that night, it was after midnight. And I, I promised myself, I said, I can't do this anymore. This is disgusting. This is just not me. I don't know how the hell I got here, but I got here. Um, I will not be here for another New Year's. And so that night, you know, or it was the morning of January 1st, 2014, I made that vow to myself, but then life happens, right? And you got the paycheck and you're going in and you get busy and happens. And all of a sudden here it was, I got my schedule for the holidays and New Year's Eve, 2014, I was scheduled to work an overnight shift. And it was at that point that I thought, what the heck am I doing? I made this promise to myself a year ago. It's been a year and I'm still here. And that was enough. And I quit. I, uh, I wrote my resignation email at work that night. I, you know, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I told my super that, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for having such a bad place <laughs> for me, right? It was so toxic for me that I don't have another job right now. I don't have a savings. I don't have uh, anywhere to go. But I know that no matter what I do, it will be better than staying here. And with that, here's my two weeks. And uh, of course, they, they asked me not to come back. <laughs> so uh, December 28th, 2014 was my D-Day, if you will. And, um, you know, it's, it's not that long ago, you know, here we are June 1st of 2016 and it took me, it took me a while to get clear on, it was about, it's actually about a year ago that I actually got clear on what I wanted to do. So for that first six to seven, eight months, um, I was really exploring and I was, I was soaking up information and I was searching, I was looking for the answer. I was a coach before I got into corrections and I knew I wanted to use my coaching skills. Marketing, I started in back in the nineties. Uh, um, but I didn't realize I could combine them. Anyways, I knew I didn't want to coach around trauma anymore. Um, but I was looking, what is, what's the answer? How do I do this? Where do I go? And I invested a butt ton of money into programs and mentors that were completely wrong for me. And I felt so inadequate. I felt so lost that I just, I just kept searching and, and I was, I was getting clients that were completely wrong, who were completely draining, who were not satisfied. I was miserable. And one day I was like, this is bullshit. All this messaging about what you have to do in order to be successful. If you don't do this, if you don't do a webinar, you're going to fail in life and you can't have an online business unless you do this. And I just like lost it. I was like, this is so not true. And scripts and this and that. And I said, I, that's my stand. 
I just don't agree with it. I know I've had a business before. I know how to be effective. I know how to be authentic and that's what I'm going to be. So I got rid of everything. I stopped doing the courses. I, you know, I quit. I fired my clients, if you will. And I got really clear on what I wanted to do. And the next four or five months, that's all I did. I focused on it. I built up a summit. I built up a brand and I decided to launch it. And that happened in November of 2015. And so in this journey, and I love this whole entire story because I think that sometimes we have to go through a lot of not right to find what's right Mm. and ruling things out, you know, I think is part of the process and part of the journey. And when people see that as a failure of, oh, I failed at this business again, or that didn't work. Every single thing is just one notch in getting closer to what we should be doing, right? And, and a lot of times that's, well, here's what I know I don't want to do, and here's right. the type of person I know I don't want to work with. And, and that process, I think, is so valuable that, that people don't look at, I don't think, sometimes in the right way. So, so with where you're at now in, in focusing and really knowing who you are, and the reason that I uh, most wanted to talk to you was you had, a, you had your own uh, rant show, it was just you, <laughs> which I love, and you were talking about people who offer up in business things that have nothing to do with each other and it seems very confusing. And this is all start, that same sort of part of the journey, I think, in figuring out who are you in this lifetime? What are you truly called to do? And this is where I cut myself off in the, in the pre-show chat because I remember I was, I, I, don't, I don't remember where I was, but I remember standing there waiting in line for something and chatting with this gentleman next to me. And he said, well, it sounds like you could probably use my help. Here's my card. And I said, oh, okay, I don't remember what you're talking about, that I so seemed apparently so needy that I needed help right there in that moment. But <laughs> one side of the card was that he was uh, a, a CPA, uh, an accountant, and the other side of the card was uh, his auto detailing. And I flipped back and forth with these and thought, okay, unless you're getting your auto detailed while he's doing your taxes, I don't get it. I don't get the connection. I don't get who you are. I don't. Now, if I at all thought you would be somebody I would use as a CPA, because you have this auto detailing thing with totally different colors, totally different low, the whole thing was so crazy. I thought now I've, I've so lost any credibility that I even thought I had for you in that moment that it's gone. I mean, it just was silly. And so I stepped back thinking in life, you know, how often are we trying so many things that so have, and I'm, I'm all about trying your way and figuring things out. But when you're selling yourself or presenting yourself saying, I've got it all figured out, here's who I am, and it's these five things that have nothing in common, it kind of projects itself like, huh, well, I'm not even, I don't know that you know really who you are, and if you don't know who you are, I certainly am not going to know who you are. And so this to me on this, like I said, this one podcast you did of taking time to really figure out before you go out and market yourself and throw yourself out there, who are you? And it's not, it's not, I think it's very secondary in what you do. The, the first thing is who are you and how are you showing up? Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about showing up, uh, you know, being authentic and being passionate and, and really knowing what your voice is and, and that, you know, comes across as self-confidence, but I think where it gets scattered, it, like I said, is that, is that CPA auto detailer where you're going, I don't, I don't understand you. And I love that you took time and, you know, sometimes I don't care if it's a year or five years or five months in really honing in, Hey, what's not working. And before you throw a, a 
as your point, a buttload of money into something, not knowing exactly if this is the fit, um, realizing that you can go financially broke if you spread yourself so thin in so many different areas that make no sense and are really not authentically you, that that I think that is where some people's fail point is, is not stopping long enough or having the right coach or asking the right questions to say, okay, stop the crazy train. What do I really care about? What am I really passionate about and who am I really? And so this coming back full circle, as you're working with folks and chatting with folks and, and in every way that you interact with people, when you talk to somebody who is that person saying, I think I'm going to get a business card of being a CPA person in auto detailing, the advice that you would give that person, because you and I have both been there where we've kind of been all over the map, when someone's honing in on how do I figure out really what my passion is and, and that it comes across as uh, authentic and, and, and believable and with some level of respect because it sounds like they've actually spent the time to figure their stuff out. What is some advice that you would give people who feel a bit lost, feel a bit scattered, are looking right now at their center console with three different business cards that have nothing to do with each other going, huh, you know, maybe this is a lot of uh, me as well. What do you say to that person? Mm, great question. Um, I want to back up just a little bit and let you know that I was that person because I was desperate. I wanted to quit my job. I hated my job. And I thought, okay, I'm an investor and I love flipping houses. And, um, well, I wasn't flipping, but I love renovating houses. So I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. And, oh, I used to be a massage therapist. I was licensed, but I'm not licensed anymore because I'm in a different place. But, oh, I could, and like my degree is in holistic healthcare. And, okay, I do energy work. I'm a Reiki master. I was a life coach. Um, I could do this. I could do that. I could do that. Right. And so what I was looking for was to get the F out of Dodge. And so I actually did. I made a card and it had pink and black. And I was like, because I was tired of, oh, I think I was a realtor at that time too. So I was like tired of carrying around five cards. And so, and I never knew what to talk to people about. But the underlying issue was I was unhappy. I was unsatisfied and I wanted anything that would pay the bills and get me out of the job. And at that time, I didn't see that as a problem. And this is what I see time and time again now with entrepreneurs. Now that working in the entrepreneur space um, is that people will come across as so confident when they have all these different things. But the truth is the, if, if you really tap in and you tune in, you just don't, you, you always feel like something's off and you're not really sure what that is. And it's, it's like that smell of desperation, I guess. Like, okay, but what do you do? I don't get it. Like, what do you do? Well, I solve your problem. What problem do I have? You don't even know me. You're, you're pitching yourself. You don't even know who the heck I am. And I think that that's how this generally plays out. Are there people who are sitting at their desk right now hearing this, looking at their three cards and going, huh, maybe she's talking to me. Absolutely. But I think more times than not, the people who I was, perhaps you were, and who were really speaking about don't even recognize it yet. And I think it's important to remember that words don't teach, as Abraham says, you know, experiences teach, words don't teach. And when somebody is unaware that they have a problem, there's no problem. 
So I don't even, and, and this is kind of one of the things that I was doing before when I did get into, you know, into the marketing and um, entrepreneur space and I didn't have my clear messaging is I was still out there trying to convince people they needed my help. I was trying to convince them what they could do better, how I could show them, how I could help them tweak their website or whatever, right? How I could make it more powerful because I was all about me at that point, what I had to give, right? And I wasn't clear on who I am. And when you get really clear on who you are, you don't have to convince anybody. You can stand in that confidence and that knowing, and whether it's romantically, whether it's with your kids, whether it's in business or in a job, things just shift and change and people become attracted to you. You don't have to pull them in. You don't have to convince them of things because you know yourself. And that's where that true sense of confidence comes from. It's a connectedness. It's an authenticity. It's just walking your path because you are so certain it's your path. And it does not matter the judgment that anybody else puts on it. In fact, the more you do it, the more those people just seem to disappear. They find other places to go. And you nailed it. You know, I agree completely that desperation, you can smell 100 miles away. And I think that's it. A lot of times I think people don't even know, on the one hand, that they're smelling desperation. They just feel like something's off and they don't want to connect to that person. So it's not an attraction, it's a repulsion. Right. And then on the other hand, when you're coming from a desperate place, you don't know that you're coming from a desperate Like, I didn't think I was coming from a desperate place. I thought I was very empowered. I was taking control of my life. I was going to change things up. I was going to, to make things happen. So I had no idea I was coming from desperation. And almost all the people I talk to who are in that space have no idea either. I agree. And I also think, you know, uh, and this is pure speculation. I really have no idea. But when you said back in that time, you were also attracting clients who were horrible and not the right fit, because I think like energy attracts like energy. I'm guessing that you were attracting a bunch of desperate people and that was also Absolutely. never going to work. Right. Absolutely. It was exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it was like, no matter what I did, they were never going to be satisfied no. because they weren't in it to get my gifts. They were in it because they were just as desperate as I was at a parallel place right. in a different way. Right. And so no matter what I did, I wasn't able to fill their bucket. It had this like big, massive leak in it. Right. Okay. If you're listening right now, if you take nothing else away, like really nothing else away from this conversation, if you have people in your world, if you have people that are around you that just seem to keep showing up as a common theme, they're complainers, they're negative, they're desperate, they are victims and want to blame everybody to include you for all of their problems. You've got to stop at some point and say, how am I showing up that this is what I'm attracting because like seeks like all the time. And if you are just, just like Nicole saying, you don't realize you have a problem. Sometimes the only indicator is to step back in observation of our life and say, what is around me? What am I attracting? Because there's some part, if not the whole of me that is as well showing up this way, which is why this is coming back at me. And that sometimes is our greatest feedback, or I actually think all the time is our greatest feedback mm -hmm. is stop and take a look at your life and everything that's around it, because you're hundred percent responsible for all of it, good, bad, or indifferent. And that might be the first indicator of saying, boy, if I've just got a bunch of wackadoodles showing up at my doorstep, there's something pretty wackadoodle going on about me. 
And that's, that's maybe that first indicator to say, I got to make a different change. And when you're exactly right, when you come from a place of confidence and not needing to convince, that's a whole different energy. That's just a whole different ballgame completely. So let's come back to where we are now. So here you are doing what you love, very good at it, very successful. The passion in your voice, uh, you know, comes through loud and clear. I end every show with the same two questions. And since we're coming up to, unfortunately, the very end of this, if someone is listening right now and you know them very well, and we've, you and I both have walked this walk ourselves, if you were to give somebody one single solitary piece of advice when they're trying to get out of whatever, whether it's a job they hate or now they've got 15 different jobs in desperation trying to figure their way to a place that is with focus and clarity and passion and authenticity, if you were to give that person on their journey one piece of advice to hang in there and see it through, what would that piece of advice be? Hmm. Stop. Stop. Get out there and either, you know, if you can meditate, meditate for a day. If you just can't get things quiet, then get in your car or get on the train and go somewhere where you don't know anyone, whether it's, you know, you can go to a hotel room somewhere, you can go sit in the woods, doesn't really matter, go to the beach, but stop what you're doing, get quiet and just stop, stop thinking stop, and just allow allow just I, I I don't know how to say it any other way um, but it's it's kind of like an abrupt halt when we're we have so much momentum going um, when we're in those spaces that the only way that I know of to quickly shift things up is to stop and then the messages come don't look outside. Don't look for the answer from somebody else. Don't look to the next book. Don't, don't, don't even listen to a podcast. Just stop what you're doing, breathe and allow yourself to get the answers. And you will, we, we, we don't listen to ourselves enough. We come into this world with everything we need. We have all of the answers inside of us. And whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, it really doesn't even matter. There's a, in, in, there's an intuition and a knowing inside of every single person and we're off our path because we don't tune in and we don't hear it. There's too much noise. So get quiet, stop, and you'll get the answers you need. And you may be completely surprised by what they are. So make sure that you don't judge them. Just allow then you can go back to your crazy life with a different perspective. Well, for those of you who have followed my blogs or podcasts, you see why Nicole's on the show. <laughs> we are of the same mind. So uh, yeah, thank you for that. Could, uh, really could not agree more. Final question for you, my dear. Out of your entire journey in life, what is the one thing that you absolutely believe to be true? Hmm. Not even sure how to answer that. Give me a sec. My entire journey in life me. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how to answer that any other way other than just, yeah, I, like I just said, you have all of the answers. I know I have the answers and I forget sometimes, even now I forget. So it's a constant practice that when I, when things start getting wackadoodle, as you say, or I get the wackadoodles coming or things are just like off kilter, that's my warning that I'm tuning out. So stopping and tuning back in I have to remember, I do have all the answers and all these, 
all the information out there and the coaches and the supports are amazing tools if they're the right ones to help me get clear on what my own truth is. Well, for everybody listening who is resonating with what you're saying and wants to be uh, continue to be connected and learn more and be part of your community, how can they find you and your podcast for that matter? Thanks for asking. Yeah, so my podcast is the Business Building Rockstars Show, and you can either search that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or you can go to bbrshow.com and uh, listen to any episode there, connect with me there. Um, if you want to get a copy of the book that's coming out, I'm giving it away for free, at least for now. It will be going up on Amazon, but get on that wait list um, by also, you can go bbrshow.com and there's a little box up at the top um, that says to, to get my book for free. Um, again, no title yet, so <laughs> uh, you'll be surprised. But other than that, um, you know, I do support people who are resonating if they're looking for that entrepreneurship, uh, that entrepreneurial leap. They're like thinking they're wanting to quit their job and, and start a business or they're in business or they're any, any, I runs the gamut. So I have different ways of supporting different people. Shoot me a message. So you can do that through the, uh, through the site, or you can find me online, Nicole Holland. Uh, there's a million of us, but I'm the only one with purple hair that I know of. So, um, and I'm guessing you'll have something on the show notes page. There will be stuff in show notes as well as your photos. So you can also uh, find her <laughs> that way. So uh, yes, you will absolutely know who Nicole is. And yes, all of this will be in show notes. So uh, anybody can just uh, click the link and find you there. So my dear, thank you so much. As we're talking, I, literally, I could have had 10 other shows with you on a myriad of <laughs> other topics. So thank you for being authentic and passionate and showing up in service to every one of my listeners. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, Michelle, and I look forward to continuing the relationship. Same here. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, to tuning in to the Game Changer podcast. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.